Well, I want to thank our sponsors, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, Kyoto, Iowa, your neighbor's insurance agent. Home plate sports cards of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Facebook Breaks of Dubuque. Thanks to all you guys for helping bring this program to your ears. Well, we have uh, Linville Sully Hawks head coach Mike Parkinson. Uh, um, you might know him from Coach of the Year last year, but uh, welcome program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me on again, Dave. Well, uh, first of all, I want to uh, uh, really commend your baseball team. They were uh, outstanding uh, uh, one game from the state championship game, and uh, I was up there in Carroll, and I talked to the uh, uh, scouts, you know, and uh, we were kind of comparing notes, and I was saying, you know, I didn't see a lot of uh, real great athletes, uh, you know, ones that I thought, you know, would be good at uh, real good in college or real good uh, uh, pros. Uh, I said there was a few, but they said, boy, we were impressed with that Linville Sully, that Connor uh, Masterson and and uh, uh, non and uh, Carter. Uh, they were, I mean, they were blown away by how good those guys. Uh, I'll tell you what, Connor, you know, he's a kid we're going to miss. He's such a great kid and exceptional leader, outstanding baseball player. Want to wish him the best of luck. He's going to Morningside University to play baseball and hopefully on to the next level after that. You never know. Well, he impressed the Iowa Hawkeyes coach. I can tell you that. Uh, there's a Morningside coach. There's a Simpson coach. There are several colleges that were there. And uh, I was telling him, you know, I've seen a lot of these players, giving them kind of lists of kids that I thought were good and, uh, uh, Linville Sully had the most that they were pretty happy with, but uh, let's kick it back over to the football. Uh, let's just start out with the offseason program. Why don't you walk me through? Uh, I know you got like weightlifting that you guys do and some team things, and you're allowed a camp or something. Uh, and I know you can do some contact after June 1st, but there's a, 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 a hard July 31st date that you really can't. Uh, I, don't, I guess getting pads and have the whole team and everything going. So what happens prior in the season? What happens after the last game and before uh, July 31st? You know, uh, part of, I think, a successful program is is letting your kids to compete in other sports. And that's something that we believe in at Linville Soli, especially our football program. When our season wrapped up, is you know, the greatest seasons we had last year, making it to the semifinals, uh, we told the guys, hey, number one thing to do between now and, and next July, next August, is to hit the weight room and uh, compete in other sports, compete in the classroom, try to do as best you can in, with academics, come back eligible, and then just don't forget, you need to you know, outwork your opponents. Think about, you never know what your opponents are going to do, and you know, we waited a while for our schedule and our, you know, our non-district and district schedule to see who we were going to play, and, and that was just the, the consistent message we had the whole time is, Get out there and work hard. Go compete in, in sports like basketball, wrestling, track, golf, baseball. Uh, if you're not in those things, then then get in there and lift. Uh, we've got a we've got a great in season lifting program. Uh, we've got another uh, a great off season lifting program, and kids go and they show up for those things. Um, our in season program, our, our kids are lifting two to three times a week that way. Uh, but then off season wise. Uh, we asked, you know, we, we just put the, we just kind of float the request out there like, hey, come out here and lift. Uh, we challenge you to hit the weights, but then we also have a fitness center that's open 24-7. So uh, it's really pretty handy for those kids. And, and we've got a lot of kids, you know, lifting, you know, multiple days a week and, and even in the, you know, three to four range. So that's ultimately what we, what we want to do. And 
we've kind of taken the approach about the last three or four years just to give kids some freedom and, and some space, um, and and not try to not try to over overbook them all summer long. And I, I know other coaches have different philosophies. You know, they want their kids there every single moment in the summer for all their install things, and and we just have kind of. Uh, come to the realization at a small school that, you know, our kids are really, really involved. And, uh, you know, we make it to the, the baseball state semifinals. And, and uh, two days later, we went to a padded team camp at Simpson. This was last weekend and uh, had had really good turnout for our numbers there. But it, it was, you know, 48 hours after uh, an incredible baseball season that, that guys were putting the pads back on and going to a camp. And for some of them, it was the first time that I'd seen them really all summer outside of a baseball uniform or in the weight room just because we wanted to kind of have some space and some freedom. And, uh, you know, football, uh, it, it can take a lot of what you get from basketball or wrestling, track, golf, baseball, you can apply a lot of those skills into football, whether it's mental or physical. And that's really what we want our guys to do. Uh, and then you just can really sharp, you know, iron sharpens iron in the weight room. Uh, that's that's our mentality. Uh, we do host a couple things on Fridays in the, in the mornings, just kind of a little team activity where we get together and play some flag football and try to have fun and compete. But uh, ultimately, uh, we're a few days away before we really get the whole uh, the team going at our at our team camp starting Monday. Well, uh, let's talk about starting Monday. Uh, according to my math, uh, and it's old math, I don't know the new math, but uh, you got three weeks and four days uh, to get your team ready. Now, talk to me about maybe some players that graduated. I don't know whether you're losing a quarterback or a running back or a, or a linebacker or a nose guard or, or the center or whatever. But walk me through that process of, you know, I got three kids that want to be quarterback. I got, I got five kids that want to be linebackers. How do you, how do you make it fair to let the kids compete and give them enough time? And and about how far into this process you really got to make that decision. You know, uh, one of the things we did a couple of years back, um, we graduated a really really good class back in in eighteen nineteen. Uh, and then, you know, we hadn't quite changed our philosophy as a program yet, and we struggled a couple of years. And then in 21, uh, our coaching staff made a decision to say, you know what, we need to put the best 11 on the field and forget about position title and forget about number. We need to put the best 11 out there. And we started asking players to move around play positions maybe they hadn't played the year before or in junior high or in, in the youth football program. Uh, and those the last two seasons, we've made those adjustments and, and we've put uh, some different types of bodies, maybe like on the offensive line, for example, last year moving Lane Fisk and Mathis Torres to the guard positions. And it really transformed what we did on offense and on defense. And I, I think that's the, uh, the, the mantra or, or mentality moving forward. And that's got to be the, you know, the way you do business in all sports, quite frankly, you put your, your best guys on the field, uh, no matter, uh, you know, what their previous position was. So, you know, we graduated a great, uh, senior class last year, uh, a group of guys that had really high aspirations since they were little and, and they wanted to get to the Unidome and, and they were able to fulfill that dream. And, and, uh, you know, now we got some guys stepping up and certainly, uh, I think, uh, good programs they you know tradition uh, doesn't graduate you you have uh good classes you know each year 
uh, graduate on, but you know you're looking for guys to step up. So back to your question, uh, position battles. Every year we, we open it back up and we say, okay, we've got to get the best 11 on the field. Um, now, certainly there are some guys that we feel pretty confident, you know, they may be in this position or, or that position, but uh, at the end of the day, we're still looking for uh, new faces to show up, guys to kind of rise to the occasion, and that's what I—that's what I love about our team camp and about the first couple of weeks of practice. Uh, we just, you know, if, if you're gonna, if you want to get on the field, you got to show up and you got to—you got to make something happen. Uh, you can't just sit back in the back of the line and expect to get get your opportunities. So that that message is the same for the incoming freshmen as it is our our returning seniors or or returning letter winners. Um, you, you've got to do something to to make the coaches go, all right, that guy needs to be on the field, and then we'll find a spot for you. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your defense uh, because uh, I think if there's any aspect of your team that that uh, goes a little underappreciated, maybe it might be your defense. I mean, I know you had a pretty good offense, put up a lot of points, but uh, your defense carried you through, and they didn't give up very many points. They're pretty stellar. Well, definitely, we we bring a number of those guys back. Uh, certainly have some uh, spots to fill at the linebacker position, but um, I, th I think some of the guys that we're looking at fitting into that position uh, can really do a good job. Uh, who, who've done some good job for us at sub-varsity levels. And, uh, you know, uh, before I go into who I think might be in what position around the board, one thing I love about our defense, and, and certainly it's the same on offense, it's a really team, be uh, team defensive approach. Uh, we, we don't really want uh, a lot of individual playmaking uh, on our defense. That, not that we won't uh, – uh, celebrate individual accomplishments on defense. It's more if everybody does their job defensively, it's going to work out really good for you know either the guy making the tackle or the guy making the sack or the interception or tackle for loss or whatever. Um, so it's it's really our defensive ha has to take a defensive approach or a team approach to to playing, uh, to tackling, shedding blocks, and and that's what we're really looking for out of our guys. Uh, so you know we we'll ask our defensive line and and. If you play defensive line for us, you you may or may not have a tremendous amount of stats, only because we ask you to be more like a moving wall uh, to to force the football to a certain area of the field where we're funneling our defense. And uh, you know, then if you if you play inside linebacker, you're probably going to have uh, most of the tackle stats. That's just where the defense is formulated. Uh, but with that being said, if those guys don't do their job and the ball's getting down, you know, the ball's getting out into the secondary and our, our corners and safeties are our leading tacklers. We got work to do. So uh, we, we know that, um, you know, the, the defense that we've been playing the last couple of years has been really good for our personnel uh, and it's fit really well. And we expect to, uh, you know, to adjust our scheme a little bit to this personnel group, but we feel pretty confident about some of the guys that are coming in. Well, uh, Let's talk a little bit about special teams. You know, uh, uh, you got a good punter, you got a good kicker, you got some guys that can, you know, tackle, and, and other guys that might be able to return the ball uh, uh, when you get it when they when they get a little space. Yeah, you know, um, as far as special teams go, you know, la I think last year uh, one of the reasons we made it as far as we did is because our special teams were really outstanding. Uh, both punting and kicking. Uh, we do bring back our kicker, Lucas Seek. Um, 
we did graduate our punter in the return return game. We were able to block a number of kicks. Uh, I, I want to say we were at like five or six block punts, including one in the semifinal game. And, uh, you know, those, those are the things that are big time game changers. Uh, we blocked some punts at the JV level last year too. So we look at, uh, the group of guys that we got coming back, maybe, be, you know, cause some problems there. And then, uh, quarter down harder. I haven't talked to you know, much about him yet. Uh, quarters coming back. He ran several punts back and a kickback. So we feel good about our return game. Um, offensively and defensively, I can I can share some things about some of our players if you'd like about who I kind of see coming back and making an impact. Um, but I think those three phases of the game they feature a lot of the same guys, same name, just because we are a small school. Uh, but with that being said, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity in those in those three areas for for guys to step in and, and get some playing time. And there's a ton of opportunity uh, with, with for competition as well. Uh, with our, you know, between our older and younger guys. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, do you, do you have a, a, a new quarterback or a new running back or any of that? Yeah. So, you, you know, you mentioned quarterback, uh, last year, Lane in Montgomery, who was a sophomore started at quarterback for us. Um, we ran a little bit of a, I guess, non-conventional offense. It's, it's a version of a single wing style offense. It's not, not quite like Sigourney Kyoto's. Uh, we don't spin, uh, but we do run several. I mean, our, our scheme is similar. Um, we ask our quarterback to be kind of a multiple type athlete. He's going to have to block a little bit. He's going to have to run the ball, certainly throw the football. Um, but you won't see a lot of teams running this style of offense on Saturdays and Sundays. But Landon stepped up last year as a sophomore and, and uh, did incredible uh, in that position. So, you know, we look, we look for him to be – uh, in that uh, position again, uh, he had a really good camp at Simpson camp. He's going to several other camps, but uh, we also have a senior, Lucas Seek, who's played some quarterback for us as well. Uh, Lucas is an outstanding kicker. Uh, expect him to be a punter, so we feel really good about our quarterback position. Uh, you, you mentioned running back, uh, quarter down harder, uh, coming back from a great year. Um, look for him to uh, have another outstanding year. He'll be a senior. Uh, he's, a, he's one of our team leaders and team captains. Uh, CJ uh, CJ Nichols, another returning running back for us. He had a uh, kind of a breakout year, I think, both offense and defense last year uh, on the wing back and at, at linebacker. So look for him to be a uh, major playmaker as well. So uh, skill wise, then we've got some some other openings. Uh, we graduated a number of our receivers, and and uh, Blake Van Wyke right now is is looking like he might be able to fit into that uh, at one of our receiver positions. Uh, he's a kid that uh, is also an outside backer, um, gutsy, uh, tough kid uh, that can fit in there. Uh, and then we got to we got to dip down in the lower classes a little bit to maybe see who can uh, get out there and run routes and catch passes. I think Jack Bolin, who'll be a sophomore, is a kid that can maybe uh, make some plays. Um, maybe uh, Lane and Fisk, another sophomore, who might be able to get out there and make some plays. But I think we have a number of tight ends that, that can play well in space and block and, and do all those things as well. So uh, Keegan DeWitt, who's a senior, uh, and uh, Mitchell Miller, who's another senior, guys that uh, Mitchell didn't get to play last year for us. He had opened and rolled into the district, so he only got to play JV. Uh, but we look for him to be a, a really versatile type player, uh, outstanding basketball player as well. And, and those two guys will be on, on the defensive side for us as well. Keegan leading our secondary at free safety. Um, so that's kind of the bulk right now of, of what we think maybe skill position wise. 
Um, and you, you just never know uh, who that next guy uh, can step up. Uh, kid like Austin Larson, who's a he'll be a junior running back, uh, defensive back. Kid like that might be, you know, he may surprise you at camp and in practice, and all of a sudden that guy's on the field. Uh, and then, you know, I mentioned some sophomores. There's some other sophomores that you just never know. Uh, what role they might play. J.D. Richards could could find a way out on the field some somehow. Um, but then if you look down in the sophomore class, we've got a number of linemen in there that I think are going to be competing for positions on the line. So um, it's just going to be an interesting thing. But you want me to talk about linemen? Well, I, I do, but I got a, a, a quick, smart-ass comment, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Take it away. Well, uh, I think it's uh, uh, Carter uh, Non-Harder. I, I have trouble pronouncing his name. How do you say his last name? Quarter noun harder, but he's well, uh, he's been he's been dubbed CNH now. I CNH, guess by all well, I like CNH. that better, but uh, uh, um, I just had to mention that uh, uh, when I was talking to the scouts for the University of Iowa and Morning Sun and Simpson and all them, I, I had to get out a towel and clean up all the drool uh, they, when they were talking about him. He's such a good baseball player. It, uh, um, how good of it is is he maybe the premier athlete uh, in the round guy radio area? <laughs> you know what he he probably should be. He's a heck of an athlete, but you know what he's a better kid. He just uh, uh, all around great kid. He works hard in the classroom. Uh, super personable. He's a good leader. Um, you know he, he's a kid that you want to build a program around, and and uh, he he's a major playmaker. He's He's kind of lightning in a bottle, and when you let him out, he can make a really, really big play. Uh, some teams found that out in the postseason last year, uh, whether it was at punt return or, or giving him some space. And he's a really versatile athlete, and we need to use him like that. But uh, you know, he, he's a guy that that uh, can do a lot of different things, and he can catch passes and as as well as he can run the ball. So uh, I'm excited to see what uh, he can do. He had a great year in baseball as well. So as you mentioned. Um, but, yeah, definitely a special kid. He's our, our school's all-time leading rusher. So i uh, love to see him kind of put that in a place where not too many other people uh, can reach it. Well, we have a lot of scouts from a lot of – I think 17 schools, I think, have contacted us to talk about, you know, how they listen to our program to find athletes and stuff. Uh, uh, but they tell me uh, – I ask them, well, what are you guys looking for in an athlete? And they says, well, if he's – well, first we look at their grades. And if the grades are good, we'll look at his character. And if the character is good, then we'll look at his skills. I mean, it's uh, – uh, I don't know if all all kids think about that, but uh, uh, it, it is grades and character that uh, uh, without those two things, your skills almost don't mean anything, do they? Well, you know, there's a lot of great athletes all over the place. Uh, and I, I, that's why I think you have to look at – at those things you got to look at academics you got to look at character because you know you, you know there's a great skill set kind of anywhere you go and i think it's really important that you focus on those things those are those are really important tenants in our program as well um we, we just we need to have people that we can trust on the field and guys that we know that are going to work hard in the classroom and in the weight room um and it's it's hard to get on the field or on the court if your coaches don't have that trust because they haven't seen you do the things off the field so uh, or if you've had some troubles off the field those are just the things i think that that help you know whether you're recruiting those players or those players are, are going to play for you um those are those those other skills or those other things that really really matter well let's talk a little bit about your schedule uh um 
uh, you know, three weeks and four days after you start practicing, you're going to have an opening game. Uh, I can't remember who you guys play first. Yeah, we play uh, we play Danville first. That'll be their first uh, season back at eleven man um, in quite some time. They they've played some junior high seasons and they've played with I think Mount Pleasant, but uh, they're they're back at it and and uh, they come to us on the on the first date. Well, I have talked to other coaches, and I usually ask this one question. I says, what's tougher to play? A team you don't know nothing about, you've never played them before, you just don't know anything about them, or a team that you play a lot that has a new coach? Now, this is a kind of the both scenarios there, but uh, uh, you just basically got to be ready for anything when you're facing a, a new coach and a new program, and you just don't know what they're going to do because there's no film on them. Yeah, you know what? We've, we've uh, over the years, learned – not to kind of lose sleep over that first opponent. Not not that we don't worry about them, and not that we don't do our homework. Um, but we focus on us, and, and we've got a long way to go. And and uh, certainly, without having practiced yet, it's hard to tell kind of where we're going to be. But uh, I certainly could tell. You know, I haven't mentioned those linemen. And going into week one, we've got to make sure our our five guys, or six, or seven, or whoever we're really counting on, are the guys that are going to be uh, ready to rock. So, you know, by game one, like our, our senior group alignment, Isaac Voss, Sam Philby, Carter Smead, uh, we got a couple juniors that are maybe in that line type position with Carson Mastin, Taryn Gosselink, and then I mentioned some of those sophomores, Wyatt Mathis, Dawson James, uh, Ben Squires, that, that group of guys, uh, we need them to be uh, ready to go by game one whether it's scheme, uh, assignment, physicality, because if you get that group ready and the skill guys are ready to go, I, I genuinely think it doesn't really matter who you play in one, because if you've polished enough, you should be a pretty formidable opponent by one. Now Ooh. that changes as the, as the weeks go on, but it's, it's a race to see who can get themselves ready for game one versus really prep for the other team. Now, with that being said, if we were playing a team that we knew a lot about, uh, we might do more in like the kind of a scout team phase, but we've generally taken the approach to uh, show our offensive line a number of different fronts, uh, show our defense a number of different offensive looks in camp and at practice, just so we're ready for about anything. Well, it's been a little while since I talked to you, and I don't quite remember the the uh, uh, schedule that you got, but is there any, any ins and outs or you're still the same classification, aren't you? Yeah, we're, uh, we're still class a, um, and you know, we still, we still got some good, uh, quality rival games where we still play North Mahaska. That's our second game of the year at our place. Um, and then, you know, as you kind of sift through the schedule, we start heading West and Southwest, uh, with Wayne Madrid, uh, Mount Air, uh, you got Martinsdale, St. Mary's, Central Decatur. You know that's just a. Those are some good teams. Uh, Pleasantville. You know, there's there's a bunch of teams west. So we we've got two teams to the east, and then the rest of it is is heading toward the sunset. Well, Horace Greeley must have uh, set up your schedule because he was the guy that said go west, young man. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, well, is there any game that you got? circled on the calendar that you're looking forward to or maybe he's going to you think really might test you 
Well, I'll tell you what, um, I'd love to pick one out on our schedule, but uh, I feel like if I, if I do that, I, I'll regret making that choice since, since it's so early. Um, just because looking at our schedule, I think every week's got a, got a circle around it just because we, we've got to, we've got to be ready for that game and, and we've got to be ready to uh, play physical and, and, and play fundamentally sound. So uh, week one, it would be my answer. We, we need to be, we need to go into week one uh, ready to roll. Not just, not just the first group, but the second, maybe even the thirds, because we've, uh, we've had a, we've been spoiled this summer with nice cool weather for the most part. And uh, I got a feeling it, it's going to be warm. And in years past, we've had to dip into our twos and threes just because guys get tired fast. And when you're playing both ways and on special teams, you know, that it takes a toll on your body. So, um, you know, we need everybody on the same page and, and we turn around on that following Monday for a JV game. So realistically uh, our entire program has to be ready to go uh, to get out of the gate, you know, within the first, uh, you know, three weeks of the season. So, um, you know, just looking, really looking forward to that, looking forward to the position battles. Um, you know, you, I think you'd asked about linebacker, uh, a couple guys I haven't really gotten to, to mention too much about, um, Taryn Gosselink, uh, Dawson James, probably the, you know, two guys that I think could be, uh, inside backers for us, maybe, maybe Wyatt Mathis. Um, but those are some guys I think that are going to help set the tone, at practice when it comes to our, our defense and, and being ready to go there. Uh, and then some of those same, same names on offense, you know, we mentioned quarter and, and Lannon, uh, Lucas, Blake, those guys are going to need to uh, really help set the tone offensively um, just to, to get us, to get us in the right spot. Uh, make sure we're aligned properly. Um, make sure we understand assignments, whether that's, you know, CJ or, or Keegan, those, those guys uh, week one. So, um, looking forward to our to our the challenges that we have to, you know, like get ready to roll and and, and fill in some of those spots that you know those graduates left. But at the same time, uh, I know our guys are excited about it. They've been, they've put a lot of time in in the off season to to get ready. Do you have like a scrimmage or or just a, a in team scrimmage or anything uh, uh, prior to the season starting? Yeah, we do. We do an inter squad scrimmage. Um, we we kind of use our. Uh, Simpson team camp experience as our, our padded uh, scrimmage. And, and I know some teams will scrimmage another team, but uh, we get an opportunity at, when we go to the Simpson team camp to scrimmage against five or six uh, other teams. Uh, and that's just a really cool opportunity for our guys. And, and uh, it helps us set kind of the, the, the tempo that you need to practice at and, and the kind of physicality that you need to play. Um, it's really rough and it doesn't look, uh, it doesn't look very pretty, especially offensively when you go to those team camps and, and even when you scrimmage early in the year. Uh, but I think it's necessary to do something, something like that. And um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll do a, a really basic inner squad scrimmage that second week. And then uh, um, it's, we, we kind of have a big, fall sports kickoff at Linville Sully, uh, volleyball, cross country, football, they all do uh, something on campus that night. So that's kind of a fun deal for uh, Hawk fans. And our, our booster club comes out and, and they uh, round up all their supporters. And so that's a pretty good deal for, for our entire system. Well, it is a pretty good deal. And you guys are a pretty good team. We've been talking to Mike Parkinson, uh, uh, the head coach of the Linville Sully Hawks. Coach, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? I'll tell you what, I just want to do a shout out to my to our coaching staff. Uh, I've got a, I've got a bunch of guys with a tremendous amount of experience. 
uh, especially uh, coach, coaches Brad Boland, Calvin Wyke, uh, Nathan Russell, Lee Hornbuckle, uh, Evan Squires, and, and uh, just looking forward to those guys. And might even have a few more guys join up. You never know. Uh, I love having these former players come aboard. And uh, uh, Blake Worley, another former player. So he, he's a guy that's going to be starting out this year. So, But that would put us at, uh, I think, four guys that are – alumni to Linville Sully on our on our coaching staff which is really awesome that was one of a personal kind of one of my personal goals uh in the very beginning is to get uh alumni players to come back and coach football with you so uh, just a shout out to those guys and and uh, looking forward to working with them and really appreciate all the work that they put in well I want to talk directly to your fans out there and I know uh from everything I hear you know, the, the traditional medias, the radio stations, the newspapers, they're shrinking. Uh, uh, the ones that are still going are just spread out with a lot of teams. But I want your listeners to know uh, that Round Guy Radio is going to be there for you through the whole football season. We're going to get with Coach Parkinson. We're going to get you as many updates. And uh, we're going to do everything we can because I really appreciate you guys out there that listen to Round Guy Radio over there. It's one of our best schools, and uh, uh, we just have a lot of listeners there, and, and and we just want to make that commitment that we're going to be there for your for your fans and, and cover your season, win, lose, or draw, come hell or high water, we're going to be uh, be there covering. Thanks for being with us. Coach. Yeah, lo- love it, Dave. Appreciate that. So let's see, you can subscribe on on Spotify, right? Can you get it on? Yeah, Apple, you can. Apple and like I say, we'll try to you know I'll get this out. Maybe you can help me share it a little bit. Uh, I'll tag in the football team and everything, but we're. We're all out of time. So thanks for being with us, Coach. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Take care.